forever. Dog. Do you guys like the movie It's a Wonderful Life? I have never seen it. I've never seen it. What? I've never which one yeah. which one is that? That's the one with the dude that like this is what your life is like without you or something? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Right? I've seen Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, and Clarence the Angel. I, you think it's so funny? It's been parodied and stuff so often. I feel like I I, I don't know if I've seen it or not. Yeah. Right. It's like you feel it. like you've seen it even if you haven't. I have definitely never seen it. I did own it growing up. Like it was in the house. I think it was my grandma's or something, mm. but it was in the house and we just, I never watched it. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I, also, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real, and it's probably really stupid. I don't, it's hard for me to watch black and white movies sometimes. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, so it's like, I, like, I know it's probably really good. I know it comes on TV every year. It's just hard for me to just sit down and watch a black and yeah. white movie. Uh, right. Do you like it, Bray? I like it a lot. We, we did it. We did a play in, uh, in high school. We did the play. It's a wonderful life. Oh, cool. And, uh, but yeah, it has like, you know, the, uh, this angel and like, I don't know. It's like a very like feel good, like warm hol- holiday movie, you know, right. that, you know, it gives me a lot of vibes. Like, like this, this movie feels like reminiscent of that in like the best way, you know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. not a copy of that movie, but it borrows like similar kind of principles and, and does its own thing, which is cool. The other thing about the other thing is like they both kind of like like have you know this like very kind of Christian back- backdrop, um, right? But like un- unapologetically, which is all to me kind of nice. It's not like it's not preachy, but it's also um, it's not trying to mask or hide the fact that like you have faith, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like a movie yeah. about faith, and yeah. I feel. That's always felt cool. Yeah, I can appreciate that too. Um, I, it's it, it's always like it's it's always nice where it's just like sort of very much present. Like they don't have to they don't have to comment on it. You know what I mean? Like it just sort of exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like just like the preacher's wife. Wait, what? Well, you know how the preacher's wife, like you know, like they're maybe not in the <laughs> forefront. It, you know, you don't what, have to comment, but like she definitely. You, how is this working? Yeah, what she exists. <laughs> how, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like the. <laughs> well, y'all, y'all know the preacher's wife, right? No, no. Who? Which? Yeah, which preacher? Yeah, we, we didn't all go to the same church, yeah. right? We didn't. <laughs> Uh no no we we didn't we... I'm really disappointed by that <laughs> <laughs> like that just took out all the excitement and energy I had it's but you're saying Let's start that... the show okay <laughs> Jonathan Raylock James the Third Drum Milligan what more can I say Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. This is a real true story, and I didn't make it up. You you could have done a better kid's wow. voice, man. <laughs> wow. Honestly, you really could I'll have. take the note. I'll you take do the a note. bunch of characters. I feel like... No, it, real story, and I didn't make it up. Oh, maybe he's too old to have like a kiddish voice now. Yeah, yeah, you sound like you sound like my, Michael Jackson. Did I? It was. It's hard. I've gotten a lot of criticism on my child voice. People tell me sometimes the child voice just sounds like, um, like something's wrong with me. You know, your child voice sounds like it's an older man who's trying to convince a kid to come into his car. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it sounded like Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's like this voice feels. Don't trust hey, this. Don't. I, hey, kid, I didn't make it up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't right. like the act out. I started. I did the act out, and I was like, "No, nah, I should have right. done that one." Mm. I couldn't all think right. of other lines. Was there a better line I could have done? All right, you know what? We're, I we're don't know. On. Anyway, <laughs> okay. My name is My name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dra Milligan. My name's James the Third. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs>
right. um, <laughs> today we are reviewing the 1996 uh, film The Preacher's Wife, starring Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. Courtney Vance. And Courtney B. Vance. Whitney Houston. And Whitney Houston. And Loretta Devine. Oh, Loretta Devine is in this. This was directed by uh, Penny Marshall. Rest in peace. And right. woman. Whitney, rest in peace. Yeah, um, white woman. Yeah, yeah Penny Marshall's white, right? Yeah. yeah, she is, yeah. Oh, shit. Rest yeah. in peace, Whitney, as well. And uh, it has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% audience score. Whoa, that's a low audience score, I thought. That is a low I audience think. score. Yeah. Um. Uh, the budget was forty-eight million. Oh wait, hold on. Am I reading that right? One second. No, the box office was forty-eight million. What was the budget? Ugh, why is it so hard to find these budgets? Because I feel like some people don't want you to know how much they actually spent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. It's like they're like, oh, um, you know. And they don't yeah. want you to know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, they say estimated forty million on IMDb. Actually, I think that's kind of a lot, right? That is kind of a lot for, uh, for this what movie, this film like, is. Like, where, like that's a lot. I feel like because this is just a, a lot of there's a lot of people in it. Um, there there are a lot of people in it. Um, I mean, there's it looks good. There's yeah, it looks, looks like, really good. Um, anyway, so I guess that means this movie didn't really do that well. I don't think it did. I really don't um, think it okay, is. so that's that. Any other things to bring up? No. Um, this is like one of this Denzel's, movie? one of his only. Is this considered a comedy? Would this would this be considered a comedy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, because right? he's doing uh, a comedy, or at least it. it has. A I mean, lot it's of like comedic moments. There's comedic moments, but I feel like it's a it's a family film. You know what I mean? Like, it's a holiday film, a family film, a drama at certain points. There are comedy elements for sure, but that's you know that's that's typical of a family film. I can really um, feel how many times I've ever heard Denzel deliver a joke line. Like this might yeah. be the only movie I'm like, oh yeah, he was delivering jokes. Mm-hmm. He definitely was. Um, yeah. So the 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 plot of this movie or the or the premise of this movie is, you know, a, a preacher um, is having a tough time. His wife um, and him are. Their marriage is kind of on the rocks a little bit. He's overwhelmed by all the responsibilities that he has and feels like he's failing. So he asks for help. And God sends an angel uh, by the name of Dudley, played by Denzel Washington, who uh, is there to um, help him out. But he you know, doesn't accept the help at first. And eventually Dudley makes his way into the family life and um, not exactly sure why it's called, I guess, Anyway, we'll talk about that, why it's titled The Preacher's Wife, Um, because it's more about the preacher than the preacher's wife. But then there are moments about the preacher's wife. So, Um, But anyway, do you guys, shall we do initial thoughts? Yeah, I'll go first. I remember seeing this during the holidays um, in theaters. And I remember, uh, I I remember being like, because I mean, this was before I kind of knew what acting acting was and stuff. I was like, what's up with Denzel? It just felt like like I re- <laughs> I remember being like, why are you so happy? Because I, I had never seen a happy Denzel movie. You know, I know he did some when he was younger, but like I was like, what is up with Denzel in this movie? And it was one scene, <laughs> so bad. It's a couple of scenes where he's like just outside in the snow and he's just smiling, and I'm like, why are you so <laughs> why are you so happy? What's up, happy Denzel? <laughs> it ain't cold out. I know. What's up, Denzel? Where your coat? Where your real scarf at, brother? <laughs> um, but I was I know I remember my mom. My mom loved it. You know what I mean? My mom really likes this movie. So oftentimes when I think about this movie, I think about her um, during the holidays. So that's kind of, it's weird. That's not an initial thought, but it's hard for me to really judge this movie because it just reminds me so much of my mother when I think about it and like her happiness in watching it. Um, mm-hmm. so I think TBS shows it sometimes too in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Or now, it's, or maybe now it's over on BET. But it's hard because it is a warm feeling, but I'm not sure that feeling is because of the movie itself or just because of the memory the movie now gives me. So... I don't know if that even hap- is an initial thought, but that's what I meant. <laughs> um, Makes sense. Uh, I yeah, I uh, I liked this movie on this rewatch when, uh, but I still felt 
what I'm about to say right now, which is um, when I first saw this movie, I don't, I didn't see it when it came out, and um, I, I think the first time I saw it is because it's my wife loves this movie. It's one of her, it's one of her favorite movies, um, and uh, when I first saw it, I it, it just threw me off that um, the angel was like falling in love. Yeah, was he falling like in it love? Was, <laughs> I'm so confused. It was. It threw me off. Um, on this rewatch, I I think I understood it just a little bit better. Like of sort of like him, he's always wanted to go back to Earth and like being back on Earth, experiencing all the different things. Um, uh, like he got got caught up in that. Um, right. Uh, which which I think I understood way better now. And I think just before, but it's still, I don't know. It just, I, I, I want when an angel comes back, I want it to be clean. I want the angel to, to know what's going on. Okay. Let the, let the humans be all murky. Let the angel just, just know what's up. <laughs> um, and so I think that that like just generally is the thing that's off-putting about the movie to me. Um, and was still that way watching it now on this rewatch, which I don't think is a problem of the movie. I think like that's a part of the point of the movie. Um, uh, but it always, throws me off um it was super fun to see i do think that the jokey nature of it was also kind of throwing me off a little bit like they were going for these jokes hard they were just like there goes that behind again like (laughs) just gonna say that line right now you know like um uh, but you know not something that you wouldn't expect from this kind of movie um and i loved i loved everybody in it i i uh uh Who's I'm? Why am I blanking? Uh, Jennifer Lewis. Okay, <laughs> everybody was great um, uh, and super fun and funny and and um, uh, was fun to sort of watch their story and watch uh, uh, watch the relationship sort of go through what it was going through, like being older now and knowing what it's like to be in a a long term committed relationship. Why are you, like, why, are you why are you looking at me when you said? Huh? Yeah, just just knowing what it's like. <laughs> I just want you to hear this. I don't know why, <laughs> but knowing but knowing what that uh, feels like, I feel like I I watch movies like this differently now. Um, and so like I was moved, I found myself moved by by little things a little bit more. Um, yeah, and then we can talk more about it as we get into it. But uh, it was fun on rewatch. Well, I'll say this. I don't know. If it's just where I'm at, maybe I'm hyped up on all the positive feelings that we're getting from Astronomy Club (laughs) or the fact that we had reviewed Jingle All the Way last week and we were asking for like a real classic kind of Christmas movie and kind of bemoaning the fact that we don't really have that. I thought this movie was so great. I mean, I've watched it many times. We reviewed it on Denzel. Uh, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. With, I think Jaron and I did that. Yeah, one. which yeah, I couldn't do. Honest. I mean, you was busy because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I know I liked it. Them. I don't even remember what I said exactly, but uh, I feel I I feel like I liked it even more this time. I was just watching. And I was like, this is like the perfect Christmas movie. It really is exactly that classic. Like, first of all, all black cast, and they deal with some black related issues, but it doesn't feel like it's like you know, trying to make some like political statement really, or trying to, you know, it or only cater to black people. Like it feels very much like a universally made yeah. movie um, that at the same time, you know, is dealing with the realities of, of the black community. Um, you know, I, obviously I come from a, a Christian background, so I really appreciate it. Like the, the like theme, the messages in the, in the film and and how they, you know, kind of were some of the themes that they were working with and the character flaws that Courtney B. Vance's character had that he had to like work through. Um, But it was still at the end of the day, like a really good guy, like everybody, like, I don't know. I thought, um, and I, and I think he's such also such an underrated actor, like, which feels crazy to say, because he's so good and, and in so many things, but I, I do feel like, he like should be considered one of our best actors. Yeah. And he should be. I, I think he you're should right. Be. He and, should be. And underrated in that he's not a household name. And, I think he's a character right. actor. Mm-hmm. So I feel like black character actors are like, 
again, man, we talk about it all the time. Like you have to be exceptional, and I feel like character actors in universally, no matter if they're black, white, whatever, are never seen as like the leading person. So it's always harder for right. them. And to be a black one is like, I mean, I feel like I heard no one talk about him really outside of the acting world right. until the People versus O.J. Simpson. Right. Yeah. Which is wild. And that's so and just, silly. That was a couple years ago. That's so silly. Yeah. So, so anyway, that, that was great. And then Denzel is, I mean, can you think of a, of a more perfect person to play an angel than Denzel Washington? Like the man, <laughs> Energy, man, the man is so like, the man is so charming. His smile is ridiculous. Like anytime th- throughout the whole movie, I'm just looking at him like, this is the most delightful person. And it the, from the opening like scene with him where he like lands and he's like I'm here I'm here just doing all that dance and like run, running around on the snow yeah. I was just like this is incredible and then plus they have that like the stuff with the two kids like the little friendship that the little boy has with yeah, his other friend that was cool. so touching and then like and then dealing with this real issue of this kid of this like you know teenager like getting arrest, arrested uh because some dude just said like, oh, it was him because he looked like another black guy and and how unfair the justice system can be. And then, you know, this person who's like trying to do the right thing, but feeling overwhelmed and feels like he needs help, like and and the real like issues of relationships and how hard that is and like how you have to even when you're fighting, you know, for the right thing, you can't neglect your family. You can't neglect the people who love you. So. I don't know. There was just so much in this that it was like, I don't, I really liked it, but let's go through it. Yeah. Yep. Yo. Oh, let me start from the top. Sorry. Because I, I, I was like, I just watched it, but also I was like, all over the place. I just, yeah. I, so yeah. it's like a little boy. You got the little boy narrator. Um, Who which was is in great Soul Food, right? He was in Soul Food. Was he in oh, Soul Food? Oh, am I? No, I don't think, whatever. Sorry, That's I don't think he was that that main kid. Sorry, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a never. I'm thinking totally different kid. That's my bad. Dudley, 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 Dudley. Oh yeah, Dudley the angel. Dudley. That was funny. Yeah, the little kid narrating. Whitney is singing her face off. Oh yeah, the amount of times that they're able to get Whitney to sing in this movie is brilliant because it's never, it's never like super forced. It always feels like somewhat natural to what what's happening. But she sings like six times, and it's awesome every time. Yeah, man, and it, she's belting, belting. Yeah, and it, what, there was one point where she like sings good, uh, sings the kid to sleep, and Cat was just like, God, "Can you imagine? <laughs> Could you just uh, imagine having Whitney <laughs> singing you lullaby, l- lullabies to sleep? Like, oh, it was so, so cool." Yeah, man. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're in the church, and the, you know. Courtney Vance, the reverend is giving this sermon and he's clearly not super motivated. So you have this like very funny, scene, very funny, like, you know, mechanism of like Whitney, you know, conducting the choir to like back him up, which is such a gospel, like, you know, Baptist church kind of thing to do. But he's like, he like takes offense to it because it feels like, you know, she's, it's like so obvious what she's trying to do. And he like, is like, I don't need help. You know, that look that he gave her was so funny. <laughs> he like says something and he looks really, really quick back to make sure she doesn't uh, <laughs> do anything. Um, but anyway, we kind of get like the you're idea not, that you're not doing well, you are not doing well. Like she's trying to help. Like she sees that he's in a funk and she's like trying to reach out and he's kind of like, leave me alone. I need to, you know, because there is that powerful thing. thing that happens sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. you don't want to be. And then there's so much pressure sometimes to always be right, always be a provider, always know what the hell you're doing. <sighs> and I I say for me sometimes it's hard to accept help, even though that is exactly what you need. Um, So seeing him go through this, I was like, damn, man, I get it, dude. Like I, I get exactly what you're going through right now. So I thought that was cool. And it yeah. started off with a very relatable thing to me. Even because I think what's really important about this movie and what it does is I think it takes a pastor and his family and it is about religion, but it also makes everything so universal that it it doesn't 
piss off atheists or like you know it doesn't alienate anybody yeah. it doesn't alienate people yeah. yeah so i thought that was really cool yeah yeah um I, and i there was just something charming about the two of them like even though they were in this funk i could i could understand why they were married if that makes yes. any sense yes. yeah you could you could you could it really felt like you could you could see it something that was very good uh wavering you know like yeah. it, it 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 wasn't like no this is bad they don't belong together it was like no th- what they had is not you know something's up that that could be repaired um yeah. right and so we get like we're kind of introduced to a lot of the characters we're introduced to the mom jennifer by jennifer lewis i mean we've re- we pointed this out on the other thing but you have to say it like jennifer lewis um is incredible as the mom but like come on man she she's so young they had her playing i know i was like grandma no grandma (laughs) i was like what i mean she's like and i think we looked it up and she's like literally like three years older than whitney houston like it's like it's so it's so silly. It's that um, Richard Roundtree Shaft uh, moment, <laughs> Shaft Samuel Jackson moment of like just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess this person's the dad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, but she, you know we we were introduced to her character. She's smoking. She's living in the house. She uh, is kind of a a busybody. She's she's a bit nosy. Get into their business. Gets on gets on the dad's nerves a little, reverence there's a little bit, but they're still all family. Uh, and then the little kid has his friend Hakeem, who lives in, uh, I guess, an orphanage, right? I think so, yeah. Like a ho, um, like a yeah, I don't, or maybe a ha- I forget, I don't know what the actual politically correct term is for that anymore because I feel like orphanage is not. Um, but anyway, um, and. And then, uh, like his assistant Loretta, and then you have uh, the uh, what's the big dude? Um, oh yeah, my man. Um, he's in everything. He, also, he, yeah, and he works at the he works at the church, and they're and they're kind of like, yeah, we got no money. Like the church is running out of money. So you got so the problems were like church is running out of money, orphanage is being kind of moved out, or like so it. My man's going through a lot. <laughs> yeah, people are breaking that up. And then we have that scene where that that kid who he's helping, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody robs that store and that kid gets arrested. Um, so he's got like a lot of things on his plate and he feels like he's failing. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Man, but isn't that a thing, yo? Yeah. And I yeah. when he, when, when... Uh, he looks at his collar and he's just like, I don't even know if this is doing anything. Or I don't even know why I wear this. He might have even said, I don't even know why I wear this anymore. It's I, not, it's not doing it. He, I think he says it's not doing anyone any good. Oh, I, that weighed heavy on me. <laughs> I like it, it. I felt so bad for him. I felt, I really, I could really feel like, uh, uh, the the weight that was on his his shoulders and like the fear that he must have also had to like it, yeah. it it was it's it sounded like defeat you know he said it sort of in a defeated way but that must yeah. be so scary to feel like you know this this uh, symbol is not you know is not doing what it what it was doing before and feeling like your whole faith is not you know having this crisis of faith that he's having oh yeah i mean i mean it's tough because like what and again man the thing i think that's so important is he's supposed to he's supposed to have it all together and the thing is i think as as the preacher that he is the one who's supposed to lead everyone else and almost give everyone else hope and then how do you do that when you are losing it yourself you know like that's such a tough thing yo and then also i'm sorry i'm i I know we're supposed to be talking about specific scenes, but I, for some reason, I'm, I don't know. Anyway, but when Denzel shows up, it is also something about like this preacher who has some strange man around his wife and his son. Yo. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? It, like, it made me uncomfortable. A, it made me uncomfortable. A handsome, first off, you have a handsome, charming man who's here just to help you. Like, 
What does what I forgot? What does Denzel even say? Like <laughs> when he tells her to go dance, when he tells him to go dancing with well, her. Well, that's wild. I was like, I know you got a lot to do, cuz, but absolutely not. You telling that, Denzel to go I dance with your wife, James? James, I literally because I was watching that with Tessa, and I literally turned to Tessa and I was like, I don't care how bad or like how busy I am, like. <laughs> I don't, I can't even, I was like, I legit can't even imagine me talking to some, another man and being like, take my wife out dancing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't even care if, I don't care if it was a close friend. Like I wouldn't say take Gerard, take Tess out dancing, but like for somebody who's a stranger, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. wild. Bruh, that's like, that's like right now. That's like right now. <laughs> you, well, you two are married right now. Michael B. Jordan <laughs> just appears on your doorstep to be like, hey, man, I know you guys are trying, you're stressed about this movie. I'm going to help. And then you're going to be like, hey, I'm hey. too stressed. Take my wife. Kat can't see a Michael B. Jordan movie by herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed to see his films alone, <laughs> let alone go off to some this is Creed. Club. <laughs> this is Creed Michael B. Jordan. Creed Michael B. Jordan ain't about to go get coffee with my mom. All right? Like, nah, dog, for what? For what? For what? We got tea at the house. We got tea at the house. <laughs> Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood, the sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey everybody, it's Andrew. And it's Anna from Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod. Where we take you on a deep dive into the fascinating world of American folklore, ghost stories, hauntings, and urban legends via the classic children's series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Thank you so much for supporting our network. Now please, please enjoy this episode. Won't you? Won't you? I do like, I do like this theme that they have, like, of, you know, and it actually is bolstered by the fact that all of these characters are are black is that you have people who are trying to, especially the reverend, trying to fix everything, right? Trying to put it on themselves. Like, you know, Whitney, even her character is like, she's like trying to fix this marriage, like trying to help out, like, and and they they think like, well, we have to be perfect, you know, and if we if we aren't perfect, then it's like our fault. Like the idea that like this reverend thinks it's his fault that like these bad things are happening that are like out of his control is like so sad because now it makes me think of like, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel that sometimes. But like especially the black community of like, oh, well, we have to be excellent. We have to be elite. So we're faultless. And then we can get the recognition and the fair treatment and the equality that we deserve. Like we have to make sure we work hard. I just think about people like, you know, Candace Owens who are, who are caught in this sad mentality of like, well, it's our fault. You know, it's like black people aren't doing enough, like blah, 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 blah. And instead of just going like, no, like things are messed up. And sometimes it, we need help. Like we don't, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's a weird yeah. vulnerable thing to, to admit. Yeah. 
I I know we're talking about this movie, but that just reminded me of that line in Queen and Slim when when Queen is like, "I'm an excellent lawyer," and then Slim is like, "Why black people always feel like they got to be excellent?" Yeah, that was like a yes. beautiful, yes, <laughs> yes, it was just a beautiful I just acknowledgement. Love I love that line. Yes, um, yeah, it's so true. I mean, so. that's such a real thing. Yeah, why you got to be? We got to be perfect all the time. Let's just be us, man. Uh, the world. Yeah, but um. Um, but yeah, then like, so then he's like sitting in his car, his car is, and then like, yeah, the last straw is that his car won't work. He's trying to start his car. Yes. And he has already met Dudley at this point. But... Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot about that. He, yeah, that's right. Dudley came down when he had prayed that he needed help yeah. and the kids saw him first. Right. Right. <laughs> um, um, wait, does Denzel yeah. even, does Dudley even... Well, he says he's an angel, right? He does, but he doesn't yes. that first scene. The first scene when he first interacts with him before getting to the car, he he um doesn't say that he's an angel. He says he says I'm here and I'm from the man upstairs, you know, and he points upstairs. Yeah, like he a, says who said yeah. <laughs> Cuz basically my thing is is like for Denzel to capital make H, it throughout this e. whole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For Denzel to make it throughout this whole movie, you know what I mean? He he doesn't even like do the fake lie like oh I'm sent from like the place no he's like no I'm an angel and I'm just not gonna leave <laughs> and he doesn't even do like my thing is like all right if I gotta prove I'm I'm magical like let me do something you know let me like poof. well he does he, he starts does. the car mm-hmm. I mean what's the, I mean he, he did he started the car and he's like do you want anything else and he's like oh you started the car okay See, okay that's how I feel like I need like the my man could start, my man was trying. <laughs> He was and then trying. He touches re- his, what did he, What does he do? Remember, next? he like he touches his hand, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you see what that feels like, like, like springtime and fresh daisies, yes. and he's like, he does a lot of stuff, and he just doesn't refuses to believe. But that's Wait. the thing, and that's a that's a theme in the Bible too, of like, look, if your heart is set on not believing on something, all the miracles in the world won't change your mind. Like, yeah, that's you know, that's like Pharaoh, right? That's like goes back to like the Jewish, like the Torah, like. You got, you got Moses like having all these plagues happen, and Pharaoh still hardens his heart and won't let the Israelites go. Like, yeah, and he says is. something like that. He says like, if you don't want to believe me, you know, he said he like puts that on him. He tells him like that. That's what's happening is you're choosing not to believe. When yeah. he t- when he touches Jennifer Lewis's hand later, <laughs> and she just throws away the <laughs> cigarette. That was <laughs> so funny. And then when she goes inside, she's like, "Did I tell you I quit smoking?" Yeah, right. <laughs> A minute ago. Also, but she is so young. I'm just like, how, how, like. Again, I think she's hilarious. I'm just like, how did you get this grandma part, yo? It was, it's so upsetting. She's playing a grandma now. That movie was 20, up. 30 years ago. <laughs> movie was so long ago. Oh, man. No, um, no, man. But, um, man, this little kid, too, I, like, when when the, when the his friend Hakeem, like, had to leave and he was, like, so sad, I thought that was so touching. This kid it was, was cute so, as hell. Yeah. Yeah, that was... It was so sad. And he says, oh my God, the line that killed me was, he goes, who am I going to tell my secrets to? And I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. He's never going to... He has no one... He has no idea. He has no idea what's happening. Uh, uh, this is a, a slight tangent, but something that came up for me while I was watching the movie, and I think it was because I was watching something else that addressed this as well, but it was a really... A beautiful shot of when he first picks up his friend and they they hold hands and then run across the street together and I and it came what came up for me was I don't remember ever holding a boy's hand but I'm sure I did but I know that now the idea of doing that is odd to me you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, like, I never thought about like, that. So, because of our society. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Because like, we stop little boys from being able to touch one another in, wow. in a friendly, loving manner. Yeah. But they just do it. They just hold they hands. They just do it because it's natural. And they just are having just fun. <laughs> like, Dude, I never thought about that. I, I don't. I can't remember if I've ever grabbed another male's hand. Exactly. Before. And you probably have. Yeah, but you don't. Whatever has even, happened, <laughs> even because even because society, even if you like brush someone's hand, you're right. like, hey, oh, hey, yeah, hey, right, hey, right. hey, my fault, bro. Yeah, nothing. What? Hey, huh? my fault, bro. Like, damn, that's sucks. Yeah, because you were probably <laughs> made sucks. fun of 
if you do it either and either another kid but also more sadly and probably more often an adult will be like don't hold hands don't do that like yeah don't don't touch him like that like you know what i mean like but little girls can hold their hands and nobody tells them to stop yeah and it's, it's just fine or you can hold a girl's hand and that's fine and that's yeah. just fine right but oh and that's cute right huh that was great i loved that <laughs> it I literally that. It yeah, had, I mean, that too. whole scene i was just enjoying them having fun together <laughs> i mean that kid is yeah when they're playing kids. with the car together uh that was He's like, my car lights light up. My car lights light up. Yo, that scene, that scene where he's like, yo, that toy doesn't work. And Denzel's like, oh, yeah? Let me see what I can do. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, so And he's good. like, it's never lit up before. Yeah, he's it never like, made a sound. And he just, made pops, sound. Denzel just jumps back on it. Yo, there's one. Okay, look. There's one scene that I'm like, no. I don't know why I keep hollering. <laughs> no. It's like, um, uh, sorry, we're skipping around. But it's like when... um. Denzel and Whitney are like ice skating. You know what I mean? Oh man. I'm like, no. 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 And you know Denzel is making him catch them lights. You know Denzel is is doing some angel magic, making him catch every light. Yo, like, get there, brother. Oh, snap. Was that what was happening? A hundred percent. Because he kept he kept calling it out like it was crazy, which you would do if you caught every light. But you know, there's something about how we've seen him manipulate uh, technology. I didn't even realize yeah, that. No, he's a he was Get keeping him, him, he was keeping him from getting to the to the thing. Wow, <laughs> that's messed up. It was so messed up. It made me so oh, mad. He was he was totally he. Whoa. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that whole that Listen, whole storyline. I'll be honest, was yo. very disturbing and also. And I'm glad it like got cleared up at the end, but I was kind of like, yo, is Dudley going to get reprimanded for this? Because this is really messed <laughs> well, up. I guess my thing is, I'm confused a little bit. I know he's there to help the family, but I, again, I know what they wrap it up at the end, but like, Dudley was Dudley was liking Whitney, right? I think so. Right? And 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 what, what really helped, well, what made me think that that was really what was happening was, you know, throughout it, he's like learning things and like re- slowly remembering what it was like to be on Earth. And, like, they established that, like, he was on Earth, died, and then became an angel in the afterlife. Um, but it was, yeah, the, da- it was interesting. The, the dancing scene where he things are coming back to him, and it's, like, very old school dancing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like, oh, yeah, like, he's slowly remembering what it's like to be human. Like, I don't know if there's something in this world, like in City of Ain't... What's that movie with... with uh, Nicholas Cage, where you be- you can become human again. Oh, when he has the wings. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if there's like an element of that to it. That you know, there's no time to get into that part of the lore. But um, it felt like, yeah, like he's the more time he spends on Earth, the more remembering human stuff he does. Also, his dancing was right. wow, <laughs> so so wow. Um, <laughs> I love that. Man, every angel, little angel thing he did, like taking the two pizzas and starting to eat them. And the dude was like, isn't that burning the roof of your mouth? And he was like, uh. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what? Like him enjoying eating a hot dog. Him, uh, what, what, oh, just the whole thing with the book and like the rules. Like, he's like, well, that's not a part of the rule. Hold on. Let me look at these rules. Yeah. 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 That was fun. Uh, the. The one rule where he was like, what was the, he said, uh, in the car recording, he was like, the third rule is once my work, once my work is done, you'll, uh, you won't remember that I was ever here. And he, and Courtney McMahon is like, oh, that's my favorite rule. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, so much shade. But the kid still remembers. And this was the thing while I was watching it, Kat kept being like, that kid is going through so much trauma. Like <laughs> he remembers this. Oh, actually, age. you're right. Actually, you're right. He will grow up and be like, "Where'd he go?" <laughs> right. Like, and your parents and he has fun don't, memories. Right. They are fun memories, but his parents just don't. <laughs> that has to I be know. So That's what happens when you're a kid. Parents don't believe you, man. <laughs> parents just don't understand. Man, uh, um, to- I love that the bad guy was a was 
was black and not white. I like that yeah. they just kept everybody black in this because everybody got to be, there got to be so many different versions of characters. So you have Gregory Hines, who's a legend. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, I don't <laughs> remember, again, like I said, I don't think I saw this movie as a kid, but I feel like Gregory Hines played so many bad guys and stuff. Didn't he? Like, I know yeah. he was, you know, I mean, you know, my man got the skills. He can tap, you know, all day. So he probably played a lot of good guys as well. But I feel like my yeah, memory. like History of the World, he's a good guy. Yeah. I feel like my memory, my general memory of him, he, though, as a kid was like, oh, he plays bad guys. But he also was in a movie where he was a cop. I feel like he played a good amount of good guys, too. But he has another movie where he plays like a really evil dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but that must have had a lot of, uh, that really influenced me. Man. Something else I want to say about this movie. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard because I just, again, I, I just have a fondness of the movie where I just think about like, oh man, remember my mom would sit down on this part. Remember she would like do it on this. And it's just so funny because there, I feel like a lot of times we talk about I mean, holiday movies. Um, it's usually around a dinner, a family reunion or something like that. Yeah. So this one is just like, oh, kind of like a little breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, is Denzel playing an angel? Now it makes me want to see Denzel Denzel in a happy movie again, though. Yeah, I it, I felt that too. Um, I there's a quote of his from like maybe five, maybe even long, probably like ten years ago, actually now, where he was like, "I've always wanted to do like a great comedy," mm. um, and watching this made me feel like, "Yeah, bro, like please do that." Because mm. you would you would be so good, and he had like some of his Denzelisms in this, yeah. but he was playing such a clear character, it felt different. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. you see Denzel, you're like, oh, that's Denzel. Uh, Denzel, yeah, it's Denzel, yeah. Um, and he had a few moments of that, but he, but, like, this character was so very clearly realized. A, a part that I uh, loved, and this felt, and I was thinking of this because Gerard was talking about like family movies and the, the nature of family movies. Um, like the moment when Jennifer Lewis like realizes that something's going on between Whitney and Denzel, when they're when she's like, "How was it?" and they're like, and they're like hemming and hawing in their answer, <laughs> and like they keep smiling and looking at each other, but they still don't answer what how it was. Bro, I was mad uncomfortable, and she's like, "Okay," and then <laughs> she, what she, she says something like, uh. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she immediately is just like, "This isn't happening right now," and they send the boy out. And <laughs> yo, I was like, also, I, 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 I understand at one point once once the preacher like confronts Denzel, he's like, "Oh man, let me focus on him and the church and stuff like that." But it's something. Yeah. It's still something is so weird about this Denzel Whitney situation, and I just. Because cause you know what it is? I feel like we never really address the fact that, like, he can fall in love. And that's a... Right. Like, that's a... Is that... Like, is that a warning? Man, I'm thinking too much into it. No, like, Is no, that a but, warning that the angels have to have to, like, you know... I, I don't think that that is going too much into it. Because I think it's the one thing I didn't like about the, the, the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, it's... The, and and the... Like, him doing the, the, the lights and, like, is his... Him sort of not even really coming to terms with that. At least that's how it feels. Feels like he doesn't come to terms with it for a long time, mm -hmm. right? And like, is he somehow his angel confidence? Like, is there some kind of persuasion that's happening as mm -hmm. well? Like, there's, I, I do feel like those questions do come up. It is reading way more into it than they want you to, mm -hmm. but that was definitely happening for me the whole time. I, I don't, yeah. I, it, the, I think the thing that was the most confusing about that whole, because it's it's obvious and it's weird. It's interesting to put it in like this very family movie because this movie's like PG because it's kind of complicated. Yeah. And it could have been more interesting, but I feel like they, even though it was there, we didn't understand fully like what was happening with Dudley that he was willing to, he was started to do this like really kind of like messed up thing about like hitting on you know yeah 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 man um unless it unless it was really just trying to be like hey even the most well-intentioned person can fall into this kind of you know trap so like be careful like i like i don't i don't know but we never really got a like there was a nice moment with um 
with Courtney B. Vance when he said to, you know, he's like, stay away from my wife. Like he, he got to be firm with it, but I felt like we never, we never showed Dudley like, yeah, he felt kind of bad about it, but he never felt like as bad as like, I feel like Courtney B. Vance did about like when he realized what he was doing to his wife, you know what I mean? Like, um, about like not being there for his kid or not being there for his wife or listening. Like he kind of had that like really intense moment, uh, where he kind of like looked within himself. And so did Whitney Houston when his, when her mom like kind of chided her. But I feel like when Denzel got chided, I don't, it didn't, it wasn't the same kind of reckoning and it was a little bit more confusing, especially since it like the last moment that they have together is still super flirty. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it never changes. And it looked like they were going to kiss and you're like, Oh my God, what's happening? Stop. <laughs> yo, the whole time, yo, the whole time I'm like, yo, this, and it, you know what it is? I don't think the movie needed that plot line. No. no, like you didn't, if he's here to help help, man, don't make him, or or make it like he's struggling and learn something. No, yeah. he ends it still wanting Whitney. Or make it that that was a part of like that was supposed to be there, like <laughs> as a test of I guess I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> like if it's gonna be there, let it be a thing where he's like, and that wasn't, and that was a part of the test too, and you found each other. You, that brought you closer together. Goodbye, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, is it like it's- or even have Whitney? It would have, you know, would have honestly felt a lot better if Whitney was the one who was like Dudley, like if if Dudley like kind of was like really doing this, and then all of a sudden Whitney was like, you know what, like I, I was having fun, or whatever, but I had like I'm married, I have a husband, I love him very much, and like, you know, th- what you're doing is inappropriate, and you need to back off. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it might have felt yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It felt honest. Like maybe. Yeah, it would have been more honest. I don't know. There was something. It was just weird because it felt. It just was weird. Um, I agree with that. Otherwise, I think this is a perfect movie because yeah. I love it. Like the boiler, like the whole situation with the boiler, like it, it's the 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 humor of it is fun. But then it's like, dude, like this dude's church is like breaking down. And then it makes so much sense that he goes to this dude, Gregory Hines, his character, who's like, hey, I'll build you. I'll get you a brand new boiler. I'm going to build you a brand new church. And even though they know he's kind of a skis ball, it's just like, well, it is a brand new church. Like, who cares if he like puts his name on it or is really only doing it because he wants to buy, he wants to build another thing over there where our church's property is or whatever. So you have that real like moral dilemma that you could see somebody going through that feels very similar to like, it's a wonderful life's like bank closing down and the guy like trying to buy up all the banks or whatever. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, like that, that I really liked. I liked the tension between that. Um, and I love the, uh, the scene where Denzel goes to Gregory Hines's, uh, like house. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like playing the piano, and the piano just keeps playing by itself. <laughs> and then he like turn, and then the radio's turned on. He's like, "This hasn't worked for we. It's not even plugged in." And then he looks at him, and he's just like, "I don't know how you're doing this, but <laughs> you got to do better than that if you wanna if you wanna get to me." And he's like shaking. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, got got to do a lot better than that." I was just like, "Yo, this dude. I mean, that was so funny." That was great. Um, yeah, and like the, and then like him going to the courtroom and and like going to the judge and like w- once he like kind of gets his mojo back. Um, yeah, the, I loved that. Yeah, um, yeah. I like like that was great. Like that was all I needed. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's because it, I don't know. It's like, and also because it was sort of like we hadn't, we hadn't really seen that, you know. Um, So it was nice to see like, this is, this is who he always was. And this is what, you know, this is the man that, that people were talking about at the beginning, you know, I don't know. That's great. Great to see. Yeah, man. I don't know. This movie was just pleasant. I don't. You know what I mean? Just like a pleasant it's movie. 
it's very pleasant and it <laughs> and it and it has real drama to it but the but you know even the social injustice part of it it's like that's a real thing that's happening but it's not like this per that it's not like that kid was like in a gang or like like this person's you know a mom is a drug addict or this person's a pimp or a prostitute like it was nice that we got to see a a black family with both parents present you know dealing with issues that everybody goes through um being in a black community uh respected but also within the community not like in a white suburb like i don't know like it was just very black focus and black centric but like had the kind of universal themes that you have in a lot of other movies and so it wasn't like the movie was about them trying to overcome their you know their race or their uh their struggles with race in america it was like a person who has a lot on his plate is trying to do good and doesn't know how and a wife that's trying to be supportive but like not feeling the love and therefore you know trying to uh have sex with an angel so all the classic (laughs) which is wild all of the the classic all the checkpoints i was like all the checkpoints you know they did let him. I mean, he did completely disrespect that courtroom, though. Like, <laughs> there was he a whole, did, what? Did. there was a whole other case happening. He just, this wasn't even. There was another trial happening, but he was like, "Let me walk into the old courtroom." <laughs> yeah. Let me walk into the old courtroom. I don't, I don't understand the the actual mechanics of how <laughs> talking to the old judge. <laughs> gets this dude out unless he was just out on bail like i don't he was about to he was literally about to walk into another trial like he was just like (laughs) but this is the judge i know so i don't know what i don't know these other suits but i'm gonna go to this judge (laughs) she when she goes all right let him through i was like what why (laughs) why why? <laughs> there is a full other proceeding happening, and <laughs> all right, let him through. <laughs> Yo, man, oh, this, uh, this movie was cool. Uh, you know, one thing I want to listen. All right, I, I don't want to talk to Hollywood. I, I do not want to do that. All right, I just want to talk to Denzel Washington because I know he listens to the podcast. Yeah, he does. Oh, Denzel listens to the podcast. I think he does. He's a big fan. He's a he big does. Fan. He does. Oh yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. Um, okay. he be he be DMing me and I'm like, Denzel, I didn't even know you had IG. Like, bruh, thanks for listening. I thought I told you about this, <laughs> but I guess I messed up. That's on me. Um, I just want to say that I need Denzel to make more movies like this. You know what I mean? I there is something about a cheery Denzel that is so good. There's so because again, it is. I guess the thing I can think about with acting, like this, is something about making people feel bad, but it is really something about making someone feel good. And I think seeing Denzel do this, you realize, man, he seems like such a, a a joyous person because in real life, you know, he always always has these talks about like, you know, inspiring young actors, you know, talking about his wife and the things they've been through, like, you know, talk about his son and then even, you know, like how his wife was the breadwinner, but his son, you know, and like to me to see him do a movie like this is like, guys, we need to write him into a comedy. You're right. I think we got it. You ain't do. wrong. I think we have to do Black it. Black Men Can't I think we got it. We Dude. gotta, we gotta just, yeah, we gotta send him a comedy. And I think, and I think I'm putting it on the, I'm putting it out here on the podcast world so people can hold us accountable. Yes. So if a week goes by and I don't come back, like if, if a month comes by and I haven't talked about, oh, we wrote it, oh, we got an idea for it, people, please <laughs> tweet at me. Why are you giving us that kind of pressure? Because we need it. <laughs> you wonder why? Because John Hughes would be like, yeah, I wrote this last night. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> if this was John Hughes, no, he'd be like, right, so, "I'm not saying we have to write the movie, but I think we need to have the idea. The idea. Think about it. We wrote Denzel Washington to a comedy, dog. Come on. You know what I was Come thinking on. about while I was watching the movie? Denzel. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Denzel, uh-huh. because, um, you know, because Denzel plays this character who is is just trying to do his job. Like he has he has a very clear job to do. And like, if it wasn't for his emotions, because mm-hmm. his emotions get in the way mm-hmm. of him like doing mm-hmm. that job uh, uh, successfully, mm-hmm. you know. And the same thing happened to young Will Smith and Gemini Man, you know, because 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 you know, because he was supposed to be this like exceptional nonstop like killer, 
you know. But if it wasn't for his emotions, like in the scene where he's like, you made a person out of another person, you know. That's when you realize that his emotions are, are getting the better of him. You know, he can't quite get the job done because of the emotions, you know. And it's the same, it's the same thing. Preacher's Wife and the Gemini Man are the same movie. It's not. It's not even a little bit. John, the, the, you... the, the Preacher's Wife and Stop Gemini Man. This madness. <laughs> They're the same movie. Stop you this know what I'm now talking I'm about. understanding, you know, when, when you guys get sad when I do like a bad. Oh, you get it. <laughs> oh, you get it. What are you talking about? I'm kidding. The. Uh, because the emotions get the better of him to can't get, yeah, can't okay. get the you job done. Definitely then, don't have to repeat it. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is it all, Is it time for the cause? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shortest episode ever. <laughs> it, it, it's tight. It's just tight. It's tight. I, mean? I, I really do love. I really do like the movie. It's like it's so heartwarming. I. Also, because yeah. we didn't want to say, it's just like, yeah, man, this movie's good. Like, it's like, it's a really good, it's like a really happy movie. Like, movie's fantastic. Like, we're just smiling, talking about it. This movie's like, great. What else do you say? <laughs> Loretta Devine, yeah. we haven't really talked about her. While it was going on, Kat was like, what happened to her? And I was like, no, she's Loretta Devine. Like, she's still. She was like, doing just, so much. You just haven't been paying attention, but, you know, but like, Loretta Devine. I mean, I remember her the most from Boston Public, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because, Come on. I mean, I know she's in a bunch of movies, but you know, you you get to know people more with, when they're on TV. Uh, yeah. But um, she was great in this. Yeah, she was so funny. That scene where he where where they first come in, and uh, when uh, when Denzel first comes in, he's like, "Yeah, I'm the, like a, uh, I'm here to assist," and he's like, "What? What? He's hiring another assistant? Oh my god, I'm getting fired!" Like, yeah. <laughs> she immediately. There are three lines where she just jumps to the to the most conclusion, like <laughs> the worst case scenario for every response she has in that. Yeah. Nobody told me. <laughs> Nobody told me. Um, so, yeah, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Uh, we feel a film feel that a film fully helped the cause. We give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause. Give it a white palm, and if we think it didn't help the cause at all, well, we don't give it anything. So, on the count of three, we gonna do our ratings. Red T, one, two, three. Black fist. Black fist. Black fist. Black fist all day, all day, all day, all day. Three. Three black, black fists. fists, and you know who the black fists are for? Boom! One black fist. Denzel Washington. Okay. Boom! One black fist. Courtney P. Vance. Say it again. Boom. Third black fist. Whitney mother effing Houston, baby. And then everybody else. Right. All the other. So everybody and else. Everybody get, else it, they get baby fists. Right. They get. They all get fists. But yeah. everybody gets it. It's but, all black actors. That's right. And they're yeah, all man. good. And even if they didn't all pop, they should have. And this movie gave them a great credit, even if it didn't do as well as it should have. This movie should have done better. This wasn't a black movie. It was. It was. Uh, Yes, it was a black movie, but it was like for everybody. Everybody can learn something from this. Have hope. Also, don't neglect your loved ones. Don't get caught up in in work like like Martha from the Bible. You know, she was like working, working, and Jesus was like, "Hey, I'm here. You know, come rest." Yeah. Like your sister over here, and Martha's like, "Damn, all right. You know, like you gotta realize that. Yeah, maybe you're out there and you're doing a bunch of social justice work, and it's great, and you're helping people, but." You know, don't neglect the person next to you. Don't neglect your family and your yep. friends. If you a little boy, hold a little boy's hand. If you smoking, throw that cigarette down. Hey man, if you an <laughs> angel coming down to help the family, you help the family. Don't hit on the wife. Yeah, don't hit on the wife. Don't you take her uh, ice skating and be good at it. That's don't, hard as hell. Don't stop all the lights. <laughs> Heck no, man. Don't go. Don't you dare go dancing. Woo, boy, don't you go dancing. Don't you do no funky chicken. You keep the chicken dirty. No way. Oh, my God. We almost forgot to talk about Lionel Richie. Lionel, in yes. Oh, wow. And being so smooth. Wow. And, and, and then Denzel was jealous. Right. Yes. Denzel kept, he was like, he was like, let's sit down. <laughs> then he jumped to the seat. <laughs> he jumped to the seat first. And then, that just made it worse. And Lionel Richie Literally, sat right next to her. Put his arm around her. Everything oh, about man. yo. Now I think about it. 
I know we just gave it Black Fist. This movie kind of sketchy. <laughs> like low key, I I can't go. I don't know what the rules are. But it's a sketchy ass. Can I go gets, back on my vote? No, it gets Black Fist for the promotion of black actors, but the sketchiness is that's that's where you know what I mean. I didn't again. The only thing I didn't like about the movie was the relationships. The relationships were very frustrating to watch. They were just the, and it didn't wait. It never stopped the whole time. It was just like I have no. He just kept falling more and more in love with her. (laughs) Like, and it was never addressed. All right, but he, but the only way it was addressed was, was the was when, I think it was when, Jennifer Lewis was talking to him because he was like, "You think this is okay?" And 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 he was like. Well, the one thing I can say is she will she will forgive me when I'm gone. But that little boy didn't. <laughs> so what is that doing? Don't worry. There will be a sequel about the little boy. And then instead of Denzel, it's going to be like, um, it'll be Octavia Spencer coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then helping him out because he is now taking over the family business yep. as a preacher. And he's he can't live up to the things his dad did. The preacher's wife, too. He can't deal with the megachurches. The preacher's son, I guess it would the be The preacher's son. Yep. He can't deal with the mega churches. So he's like, he doesn't want to give in to that. And now the person is like, oh man, I could I can help you pay for this. I just want to make it bigger. I just want to put it on TV. Mm-hmm. I want it to be this thing. And he's like, man, but that's not authentic. And Octavia's like, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> I'm saying what's so funny. We're joking about this. But something in me's like, someone's trying this. This is, yeah. Something like this was in development in 1998. Yeah, someone's trying <laughs> this it. This movie came out in 96. In 98, they were like, well, we could do a sequel. Yeah, they're trying it. <laughs> All right. But I yeah. think people just want it. Yeah, they just want to see Whitney and Denzel. Yeah, but this is what you do. You have the son be, oh, here we go. You have the son be uh, uh, Daniel Coelho and have the wife be Lapita Nyonga. And then you have Octavia Spencer be the angel. Mm. I want to see a scene with Daniel and um, Wow. I want to see a scene with Daniel and Lapita. I would watch that movie. Oh, could you imagine their scenes together? Fire. I would watch that movie. Hot fire. And Octavia's pretty funny. She's really funny. Hot fire. Hot fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that's, right. That's well, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us at Black Man Podcast. Black Man Podcast. Dot com is our website. Uh, Astronomy Club on Netflix is out. Watch it if you haven't already. I don't know why you're so rude, but please do. Um, uh, anything else from you guys? Or you can follow me at John Braylock. Uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. James Third Comedy dot com is the website. And uh, and in January, watch all that. I mean, you can watch all that now, but I haven't written any other stuff. <laughs> That's on right now. But in January, start watching it. Those episodes, I wrote on them. Uh, you can follow me at Dry Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, you can catch you can catch me. Uh, uh, you can catch me on a podcast with James Third and John the Prey. <laughs> what? What with is James, happening? When James promoted something, I wanted to promote something. We just that's what happens. We just when it comes time to the plug section, we just plug stuff. Um. Uh. Yeah, um, you, hey, oh, I got something to plug. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this has never been like this. Just <laughs> we ever have something to plug. <laughs> Why are you reaching for? A plug? Cause I was like, cause I, cause I couldn't tell what the Braylock did too. <laughs> I could, I we gotta go, man. I couldn't tell what Braylock Happy did. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy yes, holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, um, uh, happy Hanukkah. Yes. Stay safe out here in the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Yeah. Look out for black ice. Yeah. Hey, hey, watch out for that spiked eggnog because it'll creep up on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That'll creep up because you might think Kat has one that she got from the store and, and it's 15% alcohol. AB, Are you AB, serious? Yes. Good God. And she just, she always is like, I'm just going to do one. She does just do one and she's is gone. Fifteen percent. It's too much. Good lord. And uh, I believe we, um, I believe we were gonna try to do a like a year in review. Yes. Next week, so look out for that. And it, and if it's not there, then we we didn't do it yet. But I know we're off the week of. Um, I think the last week of December. 
Yeah. I think yeah. uh, we're taking a because we got to go with our family. Taking a holday break. That's it's been, right. It's been a, a while. Much yeah. needed. It's been a while. Yeah. Much needed break. Hey, but while y'all on break. y'all break again, like Braylock said, you know, just get your family together. Watch, watch Astronomy Club watch one more Astronomy time. Club. One more time if you got to. Come on, watch Astronomy Club. You know what I'm saying? Tweet at us. Tweet at our teammates. Make yes. them feel good too. You know, tweet at Raker Dover. everybody. You know, Monique Moses, Caroline Martin, Keisha Zala. Shantane don't have social because he just refused He's to get just it. He's not trying to do that. See, I got to send him a picture. He was, he was on social message. for a while, and then he just was like, nah. I'm nah. Gonna. Y'all gotta send him like Follow that. our directors, Ryan and JJ. Follow Irony Point. Follow Collabo Inc. Society. Wow, we're really we're really plugging everybody. Yeah, just, man, you know what I mean? Listen, we, we, have, we got the platform to help, you know, let's just, just give them a little Christmas shine. We roll know? deep. All right. We roll deep, so follow, follow everybody. Luke. All right. All right, y'all. <laughs> we will see you next year. Peace. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, <coughs> pew,